Hey Lit Set, it's Jasmine. Hey Lit Set, it's Nikea. And this is Black Girl Lit, the podcast. We're a podcast now, guys. Where Black girls are lit, we get lit, and we, we read lit. lit. This is Black Girl Lit, the podcast. Hey, y'all. Hey, Lit Set, we're back. And this is our last episode for the year. I don't remember the last time we recorded, but we're here. It's last, <laughs> the last episode of recording in 2020. Go ahead. How you doing? I'm doing good. Um, I did a vlogmas, mm-hmm. posted 24 videos for 24 days. Ooh, that was a struggle, but that was fun. And now I'm in that weird time between Christmas and New Year's where you don't mm-hmm. know what day it is. Um, we've been staying up late every night. Um, Reagan, our oldest daughter, is here. I'm stretching out my um, retwist for my locks, so I had to lay my baby hair so I can get cute for y'all on the um podcast today it looks good sis it looks good i've been walking around looking homeless okay like and then i didn't bathe i didn't bathe for like two days because i was like i got up and we just had a lazy day and then yesterday i was cleaning and i didn't take a shower till last night but i'm clean now put on some makeup so you know hey look i i will say i'm not even gonna be lied to y'all this quarantine I may or may not have been on an every other day bath schedule. Why am I, why? Why am I wasting water? Why am I wasting right. stuff? I'm not going anywhere. Uh, tits, pits, and lady bits. That's, that's what you, that's what you get some days. Mm-hmm. The little, little hoe bath. That's little hoe bath. Little hoe bath. Little, 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 you know, a <laughs> little wash up. And then I go about my day. This morning, exactly. um, our dishwasher broke. So the guy came to look at it and I'm pretty sure he looked at me like, Am I in the right place, ma'am? Are you squatting here? Because I look terrible. <laughs> you got a little curl in your hair now. You know, I, I just I did a little sun sun to it, but this morning. <laughs> <laughs> your blog miss was really good though. I just want to point that out. I loved Thank that you. you had different content, especially like your gift suggestion video and tips on being a secret Santa and stuff like that. Cause I didn't see that in <laughs> other people's videos. Cause everyone else's blog miss was like, just come with me to the grocery store. And I'm like, that ain't Christmas themed. <laughs> How are you doing? I know we were like talking back and forth, but you know, I'm doing overall. good. You know, I'm getting ready for the new year. Um, getting ready for a new job because you know, <laughs> I had to get out, get it. I gotta go where the money resides. All right, we going. What a money reside. What a money reside. What a money reside. What a money reside. What a what? <laughs> and that's all Mary had a little lamb. And that's all who? Mary had a little lamb. Taking care of that, we're getting closer and closer to this wedding. <laughs> it's upon us. Oh, yeah. Next week will make two months. So, so you know, that's exciting. Um, also super excited because next week is my bachelorette function. I don't know no details. I just know I need to just be somewhere. We're having prayer and Bible study. I'm super excited about prayer and Bible study. I have acquired all of my clothing for prayer and Bible study sessions. Hoping 2021 is a better year than that we can go outside. <laughs> maybe right yeah i just want to go somewhere i just want to travel somewhere else besides my four walls all right y'all that's our check-in we're here we made it to the end of 2020 our podcast (laughs) our podcast made it to the end of 2020 oh thank the lord for that too say a prayer well this year was weird it was weird a little rough a little rough rough. all right so enough chit chat let's get into the thick of things so sit back relax get your drink and Let's get lit. We're book five, season four. Dang, season four. That's so crazy. Um, we read Tiny Pretty Things by Sona Cherapatra. 
and Danielle Clayton. And we have read Danielle before because we read her Bell series books, and this was my choice. And we kind of shifted our schedule around because, as you all know, unless you're living under a rock or you just don't care, Netflix has, well, I don't know what I'm pointing to, but Netflix <laughs> has turned the book into a show. So Jazz and I were like, okay, let's read the book and then we can binge watch the show. We'll talk about that decision later. <laughs> Let's get into our first segment, which is about the authors. So, Sonia Patra. Her parents wanted her to become a doctor, but on her website it said, much to their chagrin, she became interested in writing. She became a writer working first as a celebrity reporter at People and Teen People magazines, and most recently contributing to publications for the New York Times and Teen Vogue. She's also the editor of the beloved Barnes and Noble teen blog, and it says RIP, so I guess that's no longer in existence. These days, she uses her master's in screenwriting from NYU and her MFA in creative writing from the new school to poke plot holes in her favorite teen TV shows. For work, of course, she says. Um, she's the co-founder of Cake Literary, a boutique book packaging company with a decidedly diverse bit and co-author of the YA dance drama Tiny Pretty Things and Shiny Broken Pieces, as well as the upcoming psychological thriller Rumor Games. Okay, she also writes screenplays with her sister, talent booker Mina Cherapatra. She's a former We Need Diverse Books board member, and you can find her sharing pictures of her kids and her chai on Instagram, talking writing in books on Twitter, or pinning gorgeous length hogs. Lingahas, L-E-N-G-H-A-S, and her favorite Indian foods on Pinterest. So that's about Sona. And Danielle, she hails from Washington, D.C. suburbs. Oh, she hails from Washington, D.C. suburbs on the Maryland side. But now she lives in New York. She was an extremely fussy and particular child. So Danielle attended Our Lady of Good Counsel High School because her parents thought Catholic school would keep her out of trouble. She went to Wake Forest University and studied pre-med until she received a fateful F in chemistry. This prompted her to change her major to English, prompted her to change her major to English and she earned her BA. And then she rediscovered her love of children's fiction and she has an MA in children's literature from Hollins University and an MFA in writing for children. She got that from the new school. So she also taught secondary school for several years at a pre-professional ballet academy and a private K through eight school. She spent most of her 20s traveling to different countries such as, and living in different countries and cities such as London, Paris, Jap Japan, I thought say Japanese, London, Paris, Japan, and Bermuda. A former elementary and middle school librarian and co-founder and owner of Cake Literary, a creative kitchen whipping up decadent and decidedly diverse literary confections for middle grade, young adult, and women's fiction readers. She is also COO of the nonprofit We Need Diverse Books. What next? She will be enrolling in culinary school in New York City and plans to do something foodie and fun. And that is about Danielle and Sona and I'm gonna stop <laughs> and go to the next segment. <laughs> so Jasmine, girl, I don't know why I was struggling. <laughs> We're gonna let Jasmine flourish and thrive. She's gonna synopsize Tiny Pretty Things by Sona Cherapatra and Danielle Clayton. Yes, y'all come along with me as I synopsize Tiny Pretty Things. 
Um, so Tiny Pretty Things is the story of a elite ballet school or conservatory called the American Ballet Conservatory, which is the feeder school for the American Ballet Company. Um, it is in New York City. Um, and the story is told from three perspectives. It is told from the perspective of Gigi, who is the new kid at school, um, black girl that came from California. Uh, she has recently joined the school due to a recent opening because of a previous student named Cassie having to leave the school under some interesting circumstances. Um, then you also have the story uh, Bet, who is kind of like a I would say a legacy student. Her sister had previously gone to the school and is currently a principal dancer for the actual American Ballet Company. So she has some really big shoes that she's trying to fill and she, um, her mother's on the board and really, well, her mother's really involved. Sorry, I'm, I'm mixing storylines here. Her mother's really involved in the school. <laughs> um, so, you know, try to pull strings there. So Bet kind of comes in and she wants, she has this expectation that she is going to be just like her sister, Adele. And then you have June. June is the Korean American student whose mother, so she's technically a legacy as well because her mother had previously gone to the school um, and had studied ballet and dance as well. June does not know who her daddy is. Uh, she just knows that it's a white man. Um, outside of that, she doesn't really know. So June also is trying to, um, scratch her way to the top of the ballet totem pole or the ballet hierarchy and work her way. She has not been able to really snag a solo or principal part in any of the uh, recitals. So she's really trying to get that. And um, she might be willing to do whatever's necessary to get that. Um, and so, yeah, so basically the story is just these three girls as well as their different counterparts that they encounter at the school, like Bet's boyfriend, um, some of the other students, uh, male students at the school and how they are acting together as they are all vying and trying to be the top dancer at American Ballet Conservatory and the links that they are all willing to go to, to be the top and to have their moment in the spotlight during the solo for the um, summer, excuse me, the winter, the fall and um, spring recitals. Um, and they will do anything almost to get there. So that is the high level view of Tiny Pretty Things. Thank you, thank you. Okay, so before we move forward, we're gonna kind of intertwine our reactions to the show and, you know, and the book together, but we'll let y'all know what we're talking about when we're talking about it. Um, I finished the show. Jasmine just ran out of time. That's that's the story. We're going to stick to it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I ran out of time. I ran out of time. Yeah, it's okay. We've all been there. Our next segment is going to be our initial reactions, just how we feel about the book, as well as the show. I'll go first since it's my pick. Uh, my reactions to the book. The drama of it all, I am here for it. Mm -hmm. um, I secretly, but now no longer secretly, I've always wanted to learn ballet and be a ballerina. Like I am still looking for an adult ballet class. I don't know if I want to do point because they feet look jacked up. But if I could just be on point just for a little bit, that would be cool. But I loved all the drama of it. I loved the ballet aspect. Oh. I also loved Gigi. I loved her backstory, her as a character. She's just so sweet and wholesome. I was rooting for her the entire time. She's just genuinely nice. She's a genuine good person. And she's really just there to dance. 
and she's really okay with everybody succeeding like if she didn't get a solo or lead role and whoever got it she'd be like yes good job for you I'm so happy for you like she was just an all-around good person and she just wanted Mm -hmm. to dance and I appreciate it that in the book she was from California but she was from a well-to-do family an artsy family Mm -hmm. you know they gave her butterflies to keep I was like, oh my God, how cute is that? Um, yeah, so Gigi's a good character. Then um, I also, I was reading, I had a feeling that Bet's boyfriend in the novel, his name was Alec. Mm-hmm. I had a feeling that he was maybe in the closet or he was bisexual because his roommate and his friend is openly gay. Mm-hmm. And that was also his girlfriend's best friend. Mm-hmm. but then the show brought out some things that I thought was going on in the book but mm-hmm. I'll get to that then June is such a tragic story like she <laughs> is dealing with so much like her mom doesn't really support her in the novel she is trying to like control her body weight in unhealthy ways which is just like uh nobody likes her but because the other Korean girls are like super mean to her because of the lie that she's a lesbian. I'm just like, bruh, I wanted June to be so mean and just out her friend so bad, which I know is wrong, but I want it to happen in the book. And you gotta do what you gotta do. (laughs) Right. And then the last thing is the school just did a poor job of one, educating the kids. Cause I feel like they didn't care if the kids went to school or not, or went to class or whatever, as long as they kept their heads above water. And they just did a bad job of like finding out who was doing these terrible things to like Gigi. Like they were basically hazing her and all the other dancers. Like just trash, basura, terrible. So my book reactions. Um, first one, um, it amazed me. Like it amazes me how cutthroat the ballet community and world is. Um, but then conversely, I wasn't shocked about how racist it is. Because um, right. we've heard about those and and seen stories about Missy Copeland, Misty Copeland, her experience uh, being a principal ballerina and how her race and stuff has kind of played a factor in her career. Similar to Nikea, I loved the ballet aspect of it though. Um, I did ballet as a kid and I too have been wanting to do that, like get back into it. The last time I took a ballet class though was uh, senior year of college. I took an elective ballet class and it was best thing ever. So I definitely get that and want to do it again um it's just something it's just a very the french for the terms is so nice and then just watching it it's just so pretty i don't know i like it um my next reaction was something about Gigi and her health there was a lot of allusions to her health and when i wrote the note you know at the time i didn't know what what was her health reasons but then that is discovered and all this other stuff so i'll kind of skip that one um i said that i didn't trust anybody in the school they were all trash except for Gigi. everybody Mm -hmm. at the school was garbage alec was garbage will was garbage um what was his name i can't remember his name in the show is nabil Henri. Henri. he was trash they were just all just trash people bet was trash bet's mama was trash they was just all trash um I had some guesses about who June's dad was. I was not correct in my assumption of who I thought June's dad was. Um, and then also the emphasis that these 16 year olds were placing on love and like Bet and her relationship with Alex. And like, here's the best thing that's ever happened to me. I'm going to be so lost without him. How am I ever going to live life? I'm like, girl, y'all 16. Like, I was obsessed. 
like there are so many other people here in this world don't put all your eggs in this little man's basket okay but they were in that little they were in a bubble they were in a bubble they were very much in a bubble but girl um and then uh i i felt the same way about june i felt like every time i read one of her sections it was like this girl needs help she needs attention she needs someone to shoot Mm -hmm. her um and she was not getting that from anybody so she was she was yeah. she was struggling she was yeah. she was struggling and Gigi I I love Gigi I there were so many times where I wanted Gigi to boss up um, yeah and, and just kind of come at them but I appreciated that she didn't especially after watching the show I definitely appreciate how Gigi was written um in mm-hmm. comparison to her show counterpart um those are my high levels you know reaction yeah. so the show the first episode played on my television and I said I hate this show <laughs> it's first of all okay so the notes I wrote for the show for me too much sex yes. like too much like these kids the actors of course are 20 plus mm-hmm. okay I know that but these kids are supposed to be 16 17 maybe 18 at the most and we're seeing ass titties head giving um, what do you call it? Fellatio? Pino shadow. I saw some penis shadows. Oh, I missed okay. the penis shadow. Just I feel, like there, was, I feel like there was a penis shadow. I feel like there was one where Nabil and Caleb were in the sauna because Nabil walked in butt, butt naked into the sauna. And I'm just like, like they're just always naked. Just, it was too much. I'm like, they're yeah. supposed to be teenagers. Like, you can allude to them having sex without showing them having sex. I don't know why Netflix decided to do that. They could have rated this show like, R or something with it was just too much right so I actually wrote a note it says they took a YA book turned it into softcore porn with a pinch of dance and a splash of drama that's what it was it was softcore porn the first at least the episodes that I saw because you know I didn't have time um (laughs) (laughs) the episodes that I saw were just all softcore porn episodes like Mm I was just like, <laughs> there's less sex as you get through the show. Why are they fucking so much? <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, all the time. Yeah, and like not just more... regular teenage sex. Like, no, they just ain't giving head like that. What y'all doing? They was, maybe they are, a club. They was in a club. Yeah. In a club. Behind I, the DJ booth, I think. I'm 30 yeah. and I haven't even, 31 and I haven't even done that kind of stuff. Right. I mean, really. Yeah. Also, um, some bad acting. It's mm. just a little forced, a little contrived. And that's just from everybody, everybody. Yeah. But I did look up that all of the actors are actually trained dancers. Yes. So yes. there's no stunt doubles. They're yes. all doing the work. And the black girl, the black lead, she actually went to Debbie Allen's school. Mm. And she's actually in, if you look on Netflix, the documentary, the documentary, the documentary, the hot chocolate nutcracker. She's in that documentary as well. So I figured that. I figured these were just dancers who were just asked to act. Like acting But, but they all they're all actually they're listed as actors. This is for some of them, this is not their first um gig. <coughs> oh, okay. Cool, 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 cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, their dancing was lovely. The dance yes. scenes were my favorite part the dance scenes were Mm -hmm. the saving grace for me um because they were actually really good and I liked being captivated I loved that they were able to just do 
different like dance things and like sneakers like i would not be able to be doing some pirouettes and shanae turns all these different things and some sneakers i can't even do them flat like barefooted so they were killing it they were killing it with the dance scenes um one thing that really bothered me and i talked to nike about this like i understand the need to make adjustments to the storyline or even to characters to make it more palatable and easier for like viewing purposes for television but the way that they changed some of these characters, particularly Gigi's character, and yeah. not even just changing her name to Nevaeh, but completely stripping her of the naivete, the innocence that we liked about her in the book and making yeah. her something completely different was yeah. really hard for me to like stick with. And I, one thing I like about, like I love reading books and then watching the movie version or the show version. And I like to kind of point out, ooh, okay, based on what I remember from the book, this is about to happen, but then it doesn't happen. And you're like, well, what is this? This is not, you know, what I was like anticipating. So the, some of the changes I think were necessary in terms of just making it easier to read, you know, make it more enjoyable for television. But some of them I felt like, I don't know, from what I saw just were not needed and kind of made me not like the show. Yeah, like there was no like hazing for Gigi like when she first came and sorry her name is Nevea in the show but mm-hmm. also like they changed her backstory like her spoilers her mom is in prison she has a brother there's mm-hmm. no dad in the picture why must we do this to black why? people why because her- in this the story actually the school is based in New York in the story but in the uh, tv show is based in Chicago and she also had an aunt that was there. Like her family was very supportive of her and treated her like a child and didn't just send her off to the school as an adult to fend for herself. She's a bitch in the show. She is. And it's not even just her being a bitch. She was just, they took every every stereotype that they could about black people and put them on her. She yeah. comes from a broken home. She's, you know, her vernacular usage of language is more colloquial based than standard English. Um, she is heartless. She's angry. She's it just it's it was just too much. Like she didn't have to be that type of character. And the micro braids. The micro braids. Why did she have to have braids? Not that, not I'm that I'm wrong with braids, but Gigi. Yeah, she had curly about, hair in the book. Right. Talks about her natural curly hair, how she likes her curls, and y'all gave her micro braids. Um, and then also just the, the even for Bet's character in the the show, and I don't know, she, she was she's a little of, nicer in the show she, to me. She's nicer. You kind of sympathize with her and her life mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, and I'm like, Meh. and then June's story is completely different as well. Yeah. Like, well, not fully completely different, but if you watch to the end, it does like become similar, but then it takes okay. a total left turn. Oh, okay well from what i've seen her story is it's a little similar except though i think they gave her money and i don't think in the book her i don't think she really comes from a family of her life. mom is her mom is well to do her like in the book i don't know where her job is her mom has like a good job and is able to pay for her to go to the school because she's not on scholarship or anything oh the school's paying for, oh but her mom does make money though her mom makes money, but I'm pretty sure because remember she found this is a spoiler alert. Remember she finds the box in her mom's house and she reads the letter that they the father whose name is blacked out. They'll take care of her and her education and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, okay, oh, okay, yeah. And then what else? Oh yeah, her mom in the uh, her mom in the show is a little bit nicer. 
Like yeah. she starts to like come around a little bit more and be nicer to her. Also, oh, Oren, who is Alec. In the book, he's Alec. In the show, he's Oren, which is Beth's boyfriend. He's crazy. He crazy. has crazy eyes. Yeah. And June doesn't have the eating disorder. He, he does. does. Mm-hmm. He has a journal. And I think later on in the show, we learned from the director of the school that he was like chubby when he was younger and started at the school. Also, the director is no longer a male. It's a nope. female yeah. um, actress. And she's a hot mess. Because the guy in the book, he's actually a good dude. I'm sure... It's implied that he did some things to Bet's sister, but not to not to the extent that the lady does. Yes. Which she, which I will say, even though I didn't finish the show, I did read some. Uh, I went to the Wikipedia page and read the episode synopsis just so I knew what's going on. So I got an idea of what happens. Mm-hmm. So I know about the club and what you know all of that stuff. Like I, I got some of them. Yeah, you know. I what I will say though, I do kind of like the fact that they switched the eating disorder person. From yeah, June I do like that. To the, to the guy, because that's something that I don't think is ever really talked about. Whenever you mm-hmm. hear of bulimia, any kind of eating disorder, you typically imagine a female or a woman experiencing that. But it was good to see, well, it's not good, but it was good to see it portrayed on a male character and showing that men do go through these kind of things as well. Yeah. Um, so I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, it was and interesting I... about Nabil, who was actually, uh, what was his name again? In the Henri. book? Henri, his story yeah. was a little different there yeah. um because in the book he was complete trash in the show he thought he's actually not that bad right i'm um, trying to figure out who kate like where did caleb come from I he's like he, is he mixed and he's like really country and like he's racist my thing is like how you how you how you, you mix and you racist like they don't even like you either sir so i mean yeah there's just a lot of changes made but i do like the um i think the biggest thing is they the plot line kind of changed because in the beginning cassie she's not in a coma or anything in the book she's just Mm -hmm. she's injured and she's recovering Mm -hmm. and in the tv show she's in a coma and like somebody tried to kill her and so they're trying to figure out who did this entire thing um so then you have the police officer that's involved in that it's a it's a whole thing a whole nother plot line so they, that really changed it but I just feel like they changed too much it gets yeah. better and I plan on torturing myself when the second season comes out because they leave you with a cliffhanger but uh I will torture myself again I think honestly I think standalone and without the bad acting I think the plot lines the storylines I think that all could have really been a really made for a really good show. I think coming in with, for me personally, coming in with an expectation that this show is going to resemble the book that I just finished reading and it's going to be pretty much the, you know, the exact same thing, just visualize and put on television. Mm-hmm. I think coming in with that expectation is where I got, where I went left and where I got fucked up because how thinking it's going to be like the book and is where I got disappointed. But had yeah. I come in there with no, like preconceived notions if you haven't read the book and you just want to watch a show i think you'll have a better reaction to the show than yeah. someone who has probably read the book and then coming in wanting to see yeah. you know this book that they read be yeah visual i feel like for me this is the first time where a book and a show and or movie did not go together like harry potter good um what else did we, we read crazy rich asians and mm-hmm. i had seen the movie before and then read the book which everything kind of flowed together there were little pieces that were left out and you're used to books giving you more details Mm -hmm. and you know it just it went together for me these two just 
they're two totally different things. All right, y'all. Now we're going to go to our next segment, which is major scenes and topics. So I wrote down scenes, I forgot to write down topics, but we touched on some topics previously when we were talking about our reactions. So definitely um, self-harm in relation to eating disorders. Yeah. Um, race definitely comes into play. We, Jasmine talked about that in relation to Gigi in the novel. And also we've heard real life stories about Misty Copeland. Mm-hmm. And then I think, of course, like jealousy, revenge. Mm-hmm. And I think since Danielle actually worked in a ballet school, she probably, I'm sure she heightened some of the situations, but she's just trying to bring to light like what these athletes, because to me, ballet dancers are athletes, the way, the stuff they put their body through. (laughs) Like she's trying to highlight what they go through and the culture in the ballet community and bring some attention to the negative aspects. And hopefully some of those things um, will change and need Mm -hmm. to be changed. Um, I think that's all the topics I can come up with off the top of the dome. I'm sure Jazz has more. And my major scenes, I put Gigi's, not Gigi, but June's whole storyline, especially with her mother and her eating mm-hmm. disorder. Like, that's just the major scene. She's such a different character. She's she's admittedly mean and standoffish, and she she switches sides so quick. Like, one minute she'll try to be on Gigi's side, one minute she'll try to be on um, Beth's side, but you see that in the tv show as well but most of all she's kind of really just out for self like she will do Mm -hmm. anything that she needs to do to be on top then um Gigi having um glass put in her ballet slippers Mm -hmm. I was like when I read that I was like what like who would do that and you know on point you are standing you're balancing like basically on your big toe Mm -hmm. and they said the bottom of the the point shoe is the size of a matchbook. So you're putting all of your body weight right there. So imagine standing up and then you just see glass going through your foot and just blood all over your beautiful ballet slippers. Insane. And then Bet getting blackmailed by Henri. That that was a little crazy. And she was like playing into it too. It's just, Bet is just weird, okay? Bet mm-hmm. has issues, admittedly. Mm-hmm. And then um, I really thought it was weird how... Okay, it was cute how Gigi had a crush on Alec, which was Beth's boyfriend. But then mm-hmm. that whole storyline where he started, just all of a sudden he started liking her and they started, I'm like, where did this come from? Like, there was no build. I was just like, oh, I like you, we're dating. And he can yeah. meet my parents. But I still care for Beth and what happens to her. That just, I was like, Gigi, she's just so naive. It's naive Yeah, but it's just naive. But I think, towards the end of the novel we got to see that Alec actually really has feelings for her and he cares about her so yeah those are my major scenes and topics okay so my major scene first one I have the first auditions um and the casting for the Nutcracker because that starts this yeah um it was like the catalyst for a lot of things that happened in the book um with who was casted as a sugar plum and everyone getting their part um then I have uh, opening night uh, because there were some hazing that happened a little bit. There was all there was constant hazing happening too, right. to Gigi, and um, so I have that. I have June's discovery of her mom's box with the, some details about her father and her life. I have Gigi's injury, which was the glass in her slipper, and then I have Gigi's final injury situation at the end of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in terms of topics, I have uh, family relationships. That's like, so everyone had some kind of like not perfect relationship. Even Gigi, Gigi like loved her parents and her parents were super supportive, but I think she felt that they were being helicopter parents just based on her health and her health condition. And I think she wanted them to kind of let her make decisions a little bit about her her body and stuff. So that kind of put a little bit of a strain, not a huge strain, but just a, a pinch of a strain. Obviously yeah. June doesn't have the best relationship with her mother. And then Bet's mom is just a, a crazy upper class alcoholic. So that's just- <laughs> <laughs> upper class alcoholic. <laughs> so, you know, there's that. Then we have the body, the eating disorders and body image, mainly um, from June's perspective um sexuality that goes with alec will um even june not necessarily june but june's friend um that's talked about in the book and stuff um and then the necessary need to feel perfect and healthy competition i think competition can be good for you and can be a motivator in the right sense but the way that it is exacerbated and um reacted to in this story is what makes it unhealthy like it's one thing to look at your peer your counterpart and like okay you did 15 periods i'm gonna do 20 you know we're gonna work together kind of thing or um i'm gonna use this as motivation but to be actively sabotaging and doing physical and mental warfare on other people is not cool that's not healthy competition that's a yeah it's a bit much those are my major scenes and topics I will say though, Bet, since we mentioned Bet and her issues, her um, another major scene, her attempted seduction of uh, Mr. K. Mr. K was sis. Cringy. What did you do? <laughs> oh, Why boy. did you think this was a good idea? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because if it had, if it had worked, then what? Then what are you gonna do? <laughs> right. Yeah. That is a hot mess. That is just too much. I just... I will say one more thing that going back to the show and the book, in the show, they create a new ballet called Ripper based on Jack the Ripper. But in the book, it's the Nutcracker. The Nutcracker for the fall and then Giselle for the spring. Yeah, and I was like, why can't we do classic the classic ballet? Maybe copyright issues? Anyway, I don't care why they did it, but they changed like the whole thing. They had some new, they had a choreographer come back and create this whole um, ballet and he based it off of Jack the Ripper, uh, this guy who killed women and raped them. Even though the school was dealing with the drama of Cassie being her attempted murder, you know, they were dealing with that. And the color of the jackets that they wore were the same ones that the person who pushed Cassie wore. Yeah. A mess. I mean, the guy, Ramon. He's Ramon? He was, yeah. It was, yeah. So um, I don't know. I just felt like, which one, I was kind of upset that they changed to ballet too. Because yes, I like classical too. ballets. Like I like mm-hmm. the Nutcracker. I actually wanted to go see it this Christmas season, but coronavirus. Um, but I then changing it to the ripper when you have all of these things happening in the mm-hmm. school is this really the best idea i don't well, know ramon's an asshole so he doesn't he is he is and i just um it, poor taste as david would say it was poor taste very poor taste very last segment which 
what you all have been waiting for, the reason why you're here to let you know what we really think about this book. We are going to rate that book. Uh, I feel like we need a song for this segment. Uh, my eyes keep getting lower and lower. All right, y'all, you know our rating scale. We have sober, buzzed, faded, tipsy, and lit. I so said, we have, you know our rating scale? <laughs> I got to say it slow. I can't say it too fast. <laughs> so we have upgraded to five levels. So that way it can equate to our Goodreads rating. You know, mm-hmm. nice balance for us there. Mm-hmm. So I need to check my Goodreads rating for this book. I think I know what I gave it. And I think I, I gave didn't, it the same thing in my notes. I, I don't think I rated it. I haven't rated mine on Goodreads. I don't even know if I marked the book on Goodreads as me having... Actually, be, oh, I did put it in here as, a, as currently reading. I'll be forgetting to update my gut reading sometimes. <laughs> so I gave it a, so that's where I messed it up. I gave it a faded. I don't know why I didn't give it um, a lit. I'm trying to think. I don't know. There Maybe there was just something missing there. Just a little, I think because the storyline in the book did feel just a little bit dragged on. Mm-hmm. And there were just like so many moving parts and pieces. But, you know, I'm going to retract my, um, after watching the show, I'm going to retract my faded and I'm actually going to give it a lick. Like this book was really good. It made me want to read the next one. And I actually read this book, the actual book. I did listen to a couple chapters while I was like doing my makeup or something for a few minutes, just so I can, you know, keep reading. But yeah, this book was really good. I'm going to give it a lit. Just the book by itself is a lit. Now the show I'm going to give it a give it what's our third one sober buzz fade tipsy I'm gonna give it tipsy tipsy Mm -hmm. because the last three to four episodes get you I'm like oh I gotta keep watching it makes you want to watch like the storyline drives it forward the acting not so much but the storyline you're like okay let me see what happens next now I'm ready for season two so the book is lit for me the show is tipsy because that cliffhanger at the end baby no okay so from the book book i gave so originally i was thinking about a faded like a faded and a half kind of lit but i think it's definitely a lit book um after thinking about it mainly because of how the book ends and how i definitely want to read the second book um it also gets a lit because of the story itself it is a little disjointed it is kind of all over the place a little bit but I begin to actually care about some of the characters um, and was like talking to myself as I was reading the book and having yes. like actual audible reactions and stuff. Yes. So I think definitely think that's a sign. One thing that I am, and I meant to mention this in the reaction, one thing I'm curious about is I want to know who wrote what parts. Like how do they write oh. this book together? Like who did what? Like that would be really cool to know. Now for the show, from what I've seen and what I know, shit sober okay it's it's strong sober okay <laughs> might be less than sober it, i don't hey. know what that is but it's a strong sober mainly because it's just again it's not the book it's not what i wanted it's not what i was expecting i don't like mm-hmm. nevaeh's character i don't like bet's character i don't like june i don't like all the porn and the sex i don't like how shane be low-key about to rape orin it just i just it just eh, i don't like it Okay, I don't don't like it. Now, again, the saving grace of it is the dance. The dancing is beautiful. It's great. I like it. Um, I can see the passion in these characters when they are dancing. 
I like that. But the show, the acting, sober now again i said i will go back and, and finish the show and i may change my rating after finishing it and having it as a whole package but based on what i've seen so far i'm not interested but i will i will finish i will finish the show well there you have it folks the book is lit please it's lit. go read it i've started reading the second one i'm not in any rush but um yes it's already drama filled so go ahead That's read good. these books um if you watch the show and you've read the books, just realize that they're totally different beasts. They have yeah. some of the same constructs. So this book was able to give the writers at Netflix the idea, but just realize they're totally different. If you watch the show, then read the books. Just realize that the book is more toned down and it's definitely a different plot line. You're not going to get all that sex in the novel. Yeah. But yeah, there's two separate, they're actually two separate entity entities to me, definitely. There you have it. The book is lit. The show is, I guess the average rating, it's a um a buzzed. Yeah. I would our, buzzed. our ratings together. Yeah. So that's that's it on Tiny Pretty Things. Hey, Tiny Pretty Things. And then the next book is A Deadly Inside Scoop by Abby Colette. Mm, uh, I've been reading it. I've been reading. It is a murder mystery, which um is my pick. Jazz loves her murder mysteries. 2020 is a crazy year. It's been going on forever. Mm-hmm. But we've made it to the end. Hope you all had happy holidays. Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, or just happy winter, happy Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. happy New Year. Mm-hmm. We've, we've made it to the end. I'm excited to see what's in store for Black Girl Lit in 2021. And I was going to say something kind of deep, but I forgot what I was going to say because I've been drinking a lot of... I think Black Girl Lit 2021 is going to be so much fun. Fun. oh yes absolutely but anywho yeah that's it that's all i have for the good of the year i don't have anything <laughs> i don't have anything either i'm excited for 2021 i'm happy with what we've done with black girl lip this year it's gonna get better next year because you know this year we just made it through the goal was just to make it through the year and we did so class yes, to us absolutely. i'm gonna that i'm gonna do a reaction boom um so <laughs> y'all see that on the screen um but yeah so but 2021 it's gonna be lit okay lit black girl lit pew, pew, pew. gang 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 that's it happy new year we'll see y'all in 2021 and as always stay black girl lit stay motherfucking black girl lit y'all that's it for today's show thank you so much for listening be sure to subscribe rate and review on itunes Leave us a five-star rating and a top-notch review to get us to the top review page on iTunes. And be sure to follow us and listen on SoundCloud.